Hey everyone, this is Nick Castle, better known as The Shape, and you are listening to the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast. Out of your consciousness, like a bad dream you can't wake from, this is the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast, a horror podcast that never skimps when it comes to leg day. My name is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And on today's episode, uh, we're closing out our exploration outside of horror with a bang as we rise, roar, and revolt with 2022's RRR. And whether you've weaponized a zoo or not, you can listen into our show. Simply search for Nightmare Junkhead wherever podcasts are played. Hit subscribe, and when we drop our latest episode, we'll download directly to your listening device of choice. All up in your hole. Of course, uh, you can find us uh, moving around on uh, social media uh, amongst the various places. Uh, we're on Twitter at Nightmare Junk and on Facebook at Nightmare Junkhead. And it is on that book of face where we have an events tab, which leads to shenanigans and friendship shenanigans. <laughs> and as this episode is going to be releasing on Friday, uh, April 28th, if you find yourself in the Kansas City area, head on over to screenland.com where they will have your friendship shenanigans taken care of indoors and virtually. And more specifically, head on over to the, fr- the, to the tabs. Mm-hmm. You're going to see one that will say FNF. Now, that is not... Friendship nor forever. Yeah, friendships, whatever. Yeah, it is actually Friday Night Frights. <laughs> Friday Night Frights. That's and what it stands the for. Fri- the latest Friday, the Friday this is releasing, our latest Friday Night Fright genius is the very first Halloween film mm-hmm. I saw in the theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is one that we talked last week that we could not stop in, stop talking about. One Josh Hartnett's hair. Yeah, but we will be taking in. Halloween H2O. Come for the uh, heart and hair, stay for the dumb waiter. <laughs> now, that, of course, looking forward to uh, next Friday Night's Fright is one that we've talked about on the main feed. <laughs> has been a Friday Night Fright before, so it returns to Friday Night Frights. <laughs> what returns? Buck Flowers. <laughs> it follows is coming back to Friday Night Fright, God damn it. And let's just say uh, I have a pre-show made for an audience of one, but now it's an audience whoever is out there listening to this particular episode. I legit love It Follows. With Genius, it's a little bit more complicated. It is complicated. Uh, I'm very complicated. I'm curious to see if your baggage has changed and see if this screening will change it. (laughs) I'm going to pull a a fucking uh, Death Games or or like maybe a Blood Rage. Just like... (laughs) Your mileage may vary. (laughs) Uh, Now, the other repertory screenings that are happening at Screenland on the weekend of the 28th, a movie that's an I've seen that, Mm -hmm. and it's one that was actually very prevalent in the video stores back when I worked at Farmore. Mm-hmm. That's kind of when I did my video time. Uh, but it is a Parker Posey's Party Girl. Yes, and I've seen that for okay. me, Okay. I have a feeling... Of course, of course. Yeah. Oh, oh man. You've seen... Oh, we're the only ones that haven't seen oh, Parker Oh, we are Girl? out on this one. I'm. Uh, it's Parker Posey. Yeah, I like Parker it's Posey. 90s Parker Posey. So it's peak 
Peak Posey. Yeah, Peak Posey. Peak Peak Parser, Peak and Prime Parker Posey. <laughs> and a movie that she could have shown up in, uh, one that I have seen. I saw in the theater, and I saw I've seen the whatever cut it is, but uh, almost famous. Yeah. Uh, and not your not your cup of tea. Yeah. No. I haven't seen that one. It's that's and I've seen that. Is for it me. Fair? because it's like yeah, it's cool, but meh, meh. it's not my flavor. Well, I mean, not, I mean, I'm sure it's grand, but like I'm not the biggest fan of Cameron Crowe. Cameron Crowe. Yeah. So I, well. I like his movies. Uh, he has definitely taken or leave it. But one movie that is a new release that I know you've seen. Uh-huh. Uh huh. In fact, I believe everyone here has seen. And boy, do. Oh, you need to see well, it yeah, in a theater. Is, basically, it's World War Wick 2. <laughs> it's pretty fucking rad. See it large, see it loud, Sisu. Sisu! I, and let's just say this. If you are animal trauma sensitive, because my anxiety went through the roof my first time watching it. Yeah. Let's just say... The, the good dog gets out alive. Boy, there is some but hardcore animal. Some there's some crazy animal trauma. I was like, holy shit. But the dog does live. So not. I don't think that's a spoiler. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that's being said, thank you, uh, Screenland and Panic Fest, to be able to check that one out early. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, that being said, uh, if you don't live in the Kansas City area and Screenland uh, sounds like a place that you would like to help out if you could, well... There's a couple of ways that you can do that. But the easiest is become a member of their film family by going to patreon.com slash screenland. But genius, I'm talking Patreon and film family. Hey, bellies. We also have our own little crew gathering at Patreon. And happy to report many new mm-hmm. film family members. So we got a lot of shout outs to get through in the next month. But our first one actually comes from someone we met at Panic Fest. Yeah. More specifically, you met. Thank God, because again, you are the networking person when it comes to those kind of events. Shopping mall! It's shopping mall! But uh, give a little shout out here to Carla Nickeman, mm-hmm. brand new film family member, and she had her short premiere. It is uh, Lechimuth, mm-hmm. and it's the one all metal. Yeah. And we had a chance to talk to her. Which was so refreshing. It was just... It was cool. And she, it was fucking neat. She's a fan. Yeah. But just a talented fan. Mm-hmm. Again, like many of the filmmakers that we've seen at this point... Getting anything out there in the world is cool, you know? And in, in the, the short played like gangbusters as well. A lot of people saw it. A lot of people dug it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so definitely a standout at uh, this year's Panic Fest. So uh, Carla... Now, that being said, at Carla's level... She's going to actually have access to a number of things with the Squidly Diddly. Most importantly, uh, she's going to have access to the content of our latest Shutter Shoutout, which is happening on Saturday the 29th. Unfortunately, she'll have to come back to Kansas City to have access to them biscuits. <laughs> what happened with the biscuits? And them, those is, that was a good biscuit sandwich. Oh, oh, d- d- that's right. I yeah. remember I bailed on that one. But Carla, you're fucking right. What you don't have to bail out on, though, is the fact that we're going to be taking in a double feature on Shutter of both Day of the Animals uh-huh. and more. Uh-huh. Both are going to be first-time viewings. Yes! For both oh, of us, I Animal believe. Attack movies. It is the, the flavor of the month for many a podcast, uh, many a content producers out there. Now, that being said, if Carla doesn't have access to Shutter, that's okay, because the content we're going to provide is quite good. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's going to get access to customized pre-show, video introduction by Genius and myself, Vintage trailers, and then, of course, post-film discussion. Got to process all the animal trauma. Yeah. 
Speaking of animal trauma. Right? <laughs> also, I believe we get a bare-chested Leslie Nielsen. That's uh, what I'm looking forward to. It's all over the pre-show. Yeah, it's all over the pre-show. Sweet. So, Carla, we hope you enjoy that. And as Genius said... Carla, you're fucking rad. Now, of course, if you would like to have access to that and so much more, uh, head on over to patreon.com slash nightmarejunkhead where... The film family is growing. Mm-hmm. Love to have you all in and love actually getting to experience yeah. those kind of movies. And especially also meeting rad people like Carla. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Carla. We appreciate it. You know what has actually been appreciated right now? Hmm. The content we're going with, with this month. Yeah. Positive feedback from people liking us kind of going off kilter. I think we should make off-brand April a thing, like Shitty Shark oh, September and, and all the other ones. It's yeah. in the rotation now. And Kai June. Yes. Yeah. Off-brand April is fucking awesome. Well, and it's the nice thing is when we get to explore outside of horror, we get to go into various genres of which we just don't get. To, we get to reference all the time, mm-hmm. but to actually spend a good chunk of an episode to devoted and to give it the time that it deserves is fun. Whether it is UHF, right? Whether it's nine to five, and our whole thing was one for you, one, one for, for me, mm-hmm. and one for us. You press you as referring to me. The correct answer is you. And it turns out, though, the us is more than just us. Well, and the fact that like most movies that we always say, hey, we love movies that are an hour and a half or less, 90 <laughs> minutes or less. Yeah, for a podcast that loves brevity. We are going to tackle a movie that is absolutely twice the size of movie we tackle. And so if we're going to double the movie, we might as well double the guests. And if we're going to talk about when this movie comes out, this movie is not like any other, and it's not like any other action movie. So, of course, when we're going to talk about an action movie, we have to bring in, like, we, we, we know a guy who knows action movies. So we bring in, of course, one of our guests, the co my co-host, my conspirator on the Media Rewind podcast, Mount Baldy, bam, 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 bam. alleged co-conspirator. Thank you very much. Right, and since we're talking about the importance of film and how the, this is a very cool introduction into a cinema that not a lot of people have experienced, what better way to talk? Uh, bring in a guest who is the president of the Kansas City Film Critics Society, Mister and host of the Horrorversary. And we can find that at oh wait. right right at the moment it's it's away but you can find that anywhere you ah. can find podcasts cool but but it, but I'm gonna try to bring it back uh-huh. it's been a crazy year well what's his name though his name is Mr Adrian Torres oh that was sexy oh I like that friend of the show yeah thank absolute you. friend of the show I mean seriously because when we were talking about like okay what movie we want to do we. Uh, we I, we instantly agreed on <laughs> RRR, but I was like, "Fucking this movie is huge. We need we." And this is a movie that I know I wanted to see with you. Well, and, and the reason Adrian was the <laughs> essential component of in terms of talking about this film is my first time viewing was with him. Your guys's first time viewing was with him. Mm-hmm. He is our You're gateway. the link to he RRR. Is. And in fact, I wouldn't even have heard about it but you. But I'm sorry, before we before we go on, <laughs> where can we find you guys on the interwebs? Uh, you can find me at Yo Adrian Torres on uh, Twitter um, because I, it's, it's still a thing. 
and I don't really use Facebook. I learned that that somehow my Instagram, which I never use either, is yeah. linked to, to Facebook. So a couple things that I put up there, people were like, hey, I saw this on Facebook. And I'm like, I don't, I'm not on. I know, I got to get that. better at the socials. So, yeah. But uh, but yeah, you can find me on, on Twitter. You can also find my writing currently over at uh, thepitch.com where there's a lot of Panic Fest mm-hmm. content that these guys have been talking about that we're going to talk about we'll as talk a group. About yeah. But uh, they also mentioned Zisu, and you can find my uh, review of Zisu up there because I really, really liked that movie. But yeah, That movie was fucking dope. And... Where can we find more about Media Rewind? Do you not know where to find us? I don't. You know at that. Media Rewind Pod on Twitter, at Mount ba- out at Mount underscore Baldy for me personally, and as the kids say, come at me, bro. <laughs> and remember, all states and opinions done by Mount Baldy. <laughs> Mount Baldy <laughs> approves no, this message. But seriously, so so you were the one who told me about that, mm-hmm. and yeah. I think you also told me about this movie. Or were you? I know you told me about okay, that. Okay, so, so here, here does, it is. Here's right. the Pepe Silva chart. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so Adrian told me we uh-huh. were standing outside of Screenland <laughs> one night, and I think it was for Friday Night Friday. Just we were up there for a movie premiere. Yeah, and he. Goes, you need to see this film. I saw it on the I saw it on the festival circuit. Well, I don't. I just it. saw it. I just oh, saw it right. normally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, you would love it. So I'm thinking, okay. Mm-hmm. He goes, the only the only drawback is he goes, go into it for a little while because it is three hours plus. So I'm thinking, okay, what can they cram in three hours? So I watched it on Netflix when it dropped on Netflix, and then immediately I came to you and I said, dude, you got to watch this shit. I'm not telling you anything about it. You got to watch this. And then I think Greg, you had him How watch. Did you find out. Yeah. I heard word of mouth via the social medias. But <laughs> You're the rumblings. Uh, there were, though. And yeah. they were mighty. They were, But the rumblings were very specific. Three hour plus long movie. Yeah. I just remember seeing stills of the lion attack. And I'm like, okay, from southern India, three plus hours, animal attack gone wrong. Well, you know, we love that kind of stuff. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But. <laughs> but it was such a love animal attack movies. <laughs> but it is such strong word of mouth though, and then it was eventually Adrian that learned through that Screenland was going to show it, and he was like, "You to, to bring to bring to it bring back. it back, yeah." yeah. Because I mean, I missed that initial run. Well, and yeah. I didn't hear dick about it. Well, I mean, that's, like, that, that's not a to, thing to 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 go back um, a step. So this this movie uh, was was very special in the way that. Because of AMCs, because of B&B and various other theaters, they've started taking a chance on more international films that they know from certain countries where there's a very big following when it comes to films. So we're talking about your Chinese movies. We're talking about your Indian films. And there's only been a handful of ones that have been released at the same time, day and date. And that's what they were pushing with RRR. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how he saw it early. I think it was the like the day that it came out, because I saw it. On the third day it was out. The day that it came out, um, uh, if you go onto Twitter to Hateful Josh, Josh Hurtado, who uh, writes for Screen Anarchy, is a, is a very, very big proponent of when it comes to, to Indian films. Um, at Fantastic Fest, basically every year, he sets it upon himself to convince them to, to bring at least one Indian movie, usually that he... He curates. Uh-huh. Sometimes they're crazy older films. Sometimes it's a new film. He's the one who put, uh, who brought Jellicatu, uh several years ago, which you can find on Prime. And that one's best described as if Robert Altman directed Jaws on land because there's a water buff- buffalo that gets loose and you have all these characters 
and it's insane and amazing. And it's only 93 minutes, so it's the opposite of, of this one. But he brought that to Fantastic Fest, had uh, the director do a little um, intro for it. And then next thing you knew, it was Indian submission for uh, the Academy Awards. It didn't mm-hmm. make it like in, but like by seeing it and getting other people in the Kansas City area, we were able to get it nominated for Best Foreign Film that year. So he was somebody that I'm always on the radar. If I see him talking about, uh, a, you know, an Indian movie, regardless of what region or where it's from, if he's like, you need to check this out, then I, I go and check it out. So he had this quick write up of RRR and was like, everybody needs to see this. This is what cinema is. That was his only line. Everyone needs to basically, see this. Basically, you over. Basically, I mean that's that's what that's what he basically tweeted like when he was putting a link to it, and through crazy uh, circumstances because when did this come out? This is March of last year. So X had just come out, and I went that that Friday that that X came out because I I wasn't working. Went to go see it uh, early, but they had a problem with the projection. Everything looked fine for the most part, but everything looked a little bit dimmer. And so they came out afterwards, you know, they were like, oh, stay stay through the credits. But here we're giving everybody, you know, a ticket so you can come see another movie. I saw Josh's thing later in the day, and I'm like, oh, where is this playing? And I'm like, oh, there's one that's playing right at the theater that's down the street from me. Oh, okay, I'm going to take my ticket. I'm going to go see this movie for free. There was only 10 people in the theater. Hmm. That they they were all you know Indian people because there was like two people I knew from work that were there, and then there was just me, and I saw it and I'm like, holy crap! I need to tell everybody about this movie. I went online, mentioned it and everything, but it was one of those that wasn't in the theater for like a long time. Here, it was for you know over there overseas did amazing in in bigger country or sorry bigger, bigger cities, it did great and just this word of mouth spread, kind of like one cut. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and Screenland was was one of the theaters that that signed up for a thing that a whole bunch of theaters were doing that they said, okay, we want to put this back out because the word of mouth has just grown so much that everybody's asking about this movie, but it's not in a whole bunch of cities. Mm-hmm. So they had a re-release of it, and that's the one that that Greg and I went to, and I actually got to host uh, the screening for that, and that was amazing because I think we were like halfway sold out for that one, and then several weeks went by, and they're like, hey. We're gonna bring it back for another encore because it was. Uh, <laughs> that, that's that's how they described it. Yep. That's how they described it, and so they brought it back, and that's when I got to see it with you guys. And you know, it, it was on it was on Netflix like before that, but so many people came out to the theater because it was me, you, my mom, and Angel. Right. Yeah, when we that's saw right. that, well, that was for encore. Yeah, because yeah, but they brought it back two more times. Yeah, the thing yeah. after yeah. that. Yeah. Actually, I think they're bringing it back like a third again, time, aren't they? Probably. Is it going to be, be like Rocky Horror of action? I mean, and I mean that in the best. I way. I hope so. You know, I mean, because you remember the response that we had, and it was not the first showing. No, the the, the response that we had after the the dance sequence. People fucking stood up, up and clapped. Yeah. Yes. I have yeah. never had that experience in a theater. It happened at both screenings. It happened at both, yeah. happened at both screenings because cool. it happened with the one that Greg was at, too. I mean, I was joking around with Greg earlier. Like, the first time I saw that, I literally felt like I needed a fucking cigarette afterwards. <laughs> it was wild. I mean, because you are emotionally so invested in that, and it and goes that was, on. Yeah. For, 
forever. And that was the first time you seen it? No, I saw it on Netflix. Okay. But it was like, dude, I'm still getting goosebumps describing it. It was so cool. And like even my mom was like, this movie is great. Yeah. And you showed me clips on Netflix mm-hmm. before because you when you I've saw always, it, you're like, man, you got to see this movie. Right? <laughs> and I was like, well, it's on Netflix. And you're like, don't watch it. Don't If you can see it in the theater before you see it on Netflix, yep. a look. And so like we just watched the first 10 minutes yeah. Right? And normally the first 10 minutes tells you the entire story of a movie and you're already in for, well, well I'm already a tenth away in here. <laughs> That's the thing about this. The first 10 minutes, you're Doesn't not even... shit. I know. Timothy's a dick in this movie. <laughs> Fucking Rama spits at your 10 minutes, right? So <clears throat> first thing I see is like, like I know a little girl singing. Like that's nice. That's cute. Like all that nice blonde lady in the jungle. Next thing you know, <laughs> holy shit, they bought some... Crack and just seeing the violence flicking. I'm like, what kind of move are you watching? And then the next thing we see is this goddamn siege. Yeah. And I and I was like, I want to see more. So I was like, <laughs> but I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna take that recommendation to see it in the theater. Yeah. And I'm so fucking glad I did. So I agree. I do hope this becomes like the Rocky Horror of action movies, where just like once a month on a Saturday afternoon or a Saturday night, you can have like go see RRR because that's fucking rad well it's now be- I, I just want to jump in here before we jump into the actual movie because yeah. we, we have written it or we have mentioned the the netflix one and we have mentioned the the theatrical and we we just rewatched the movie to brush up on it because mm-hmm. any chance that you you can have an excuse to watch rrr like genie said you're gonna do it but now, it takes an afternoon yes so drinks ready yeah because yeah. you're not gonna seriously you're not gonna want to Leave the movie, even no. an intermission. You're not gonna want to. You're not gonna want to go and pee yeah. because you're gonna miss something wild. And even if you're gone for a minute, you're still gonna miss something yeah. crazy. Like what well, I told my wife ahead of time before I was coming out here, I'm like, yeah, we're watching RRR and then we're recording. She's like, okay, so I'll see you basically like tomorrow. Then. <laughs> see, see you Sunday, right? Uh, but but the, okay, so the the difference is is that this movie, I, I'm probably going to mispronounce it, so I do. Uh, apologize for for what the the language is, but the original language was, I believe, is te- Tegulu? Telugu. Telugu. Yeah, that's the original one that where they they call some of the movies Tollywood, but that's the language that it was written and originally shown theatrically in. So the subtitles, when the subtitles were made, they were made for for that one. When you when you see it in the theater. When you're watching it on Netflix, they do have it in Hindi, so mm-hmm. they still have it in dialect. But because of how different that dialect is, it does change some of the subtitles. So for a couple of the songs, there oh. are different subtitles for it. So you're you're not missing out on any of the action. There's literally nothing that's cut out of it. There's just a couple scenes where the dialogue is changed a little bit. So that that's why I mentioned to people if it's coming to the theater, you can see that. If you can find a way to get a foreign, you know, disc copy of it in, right. in the original language, you can do that. But if you just want to see the movie and just see the movie, Netflix has it. They they've got it English dub, they've got it uh, Hindi, oh, yeah, uh, oh, yeah. they've yeah. got Spanish, they've got German. Like it's it's something that's got like seven different languages on Netflix so that everybody can try to see it because mm-hmm. that's how big the movie is. Well, and then going to the why it has the seven different languages, normally because these are dealing with real historical people told in a fictional story. And yeah. I think this is the kind of way where you can tell a story about somebody who's real but not know any of the context mm-hmm. of that person because yeah. I don't know those two right. people from Adam, right? Yeah. I know that this is a fictionalized version of them, so okay, these are just two 
superheroes yes. doing superhero shit. And this is and this is basically a, a prequel to, to what happened. That's what the director was talking about when he was making it, is that as well known as these characters are, that there's a period of time that's not really recorded about them. And he said... Well, wouldn't it have been interesting if, yeah, if they had licensing. if they had crossed over? So that's it's one of those that it doesn't like ruin anything that they go on and do, and it's not doing that. It's like, wouldn't this be fun if this was a missing piece of history? Mm-hmm. So taking it from that point, you, you can do lots of stuff with it, and boy, do they do! But it's lots almost, of stuff. With it's it. almost like okay, there, you know how back in the day when Schwarzenegger and Stallone used to really hate each other and would yeah. really fuck with each other, then for a long time the beef was like squashed, right? Yeah. Maybe <laughs> like this is a what if. What happened if, like, one day some real shit went down well, and, and they had to go and do things? And that's just it. In terms of the star power and the pedigree of the film, yeah. it is if, if, like, the late 80s, mid-90s, you had Stallone, Schwarzenegger, and mm-hmm. Spielberg all together making some crazy bi-historical epic of, like, George Washington... Mm-hmm. And the founding fathers, General Patton, yeah. right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Bubba, this is action, Bubba Hotep, basically. Yeah, and it's in that vein. But in this case, we have Ram Charan, mm-hmm. N.T. Rama Rao, mm-hmm. and it is S.S. Rajamuli. Yep. And that is the same equivalent. And you can see it, you can feel it, you can hear it. It soaks into you. It is almost overwhelming. There, there is the, incredible chemistry. Yeah, in that oh. movie, and they're so, all I mean, superstars. It, they're all superstars over there. Is that thing? The, the the actors, the director, they're all people who are known giant commodities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the great thing I like about the film is the the fact that the chemistry leads so much into it. Like, there's some films that you'll watch where you'll see like you know the the top two build leads and they're just like mm-hmm. they're there. Mm-hmm. I mean yeah. it, not not necessarily they don't have any animus toward each other or anything like that, but they're not really clicking. There is not a single part in this movie that took me out like man maybe he didn't really like that guy. That <laughs> you know I mean? So let me ask you this because as the action aficionado, I like that, right? And the uh, because action can be hit or miss, and when it can be over the top, it can veer into that Kung Fury uh, right. Turbo Kid turbo area kid, yeah. that we've talked about before. And also, a lot of action, people are like, oh, action is action, but there's a lot of nuance when it comes Ooh. to action. Not every flavor is for everybody. Again, with the over-the-topness. So you, as the act- or again, as our action aficionado, how did you think that would... Had- this action translates, especially to like normies or or people who are not well versed with action. I think honestly, the the story it it seems to be you know a little bit longer in in regards to like runtime, of course, and the story is is not going to lose anybody. But they do a great job of pacing the action set pieces in between the story. Like you don't get like long like forty five minutes worth of story and then an action set piece that's five minutes. I mean, when they do the action set pieces, the action set pieces are as long as the story. <laughs> like yeah. when, when they do the, the, the zoo, the, the zoo, fucking the, the or, weaponized zoo. Yeah. The yeah, weaponized we'll zoo. That in a minute. And I would definitely want to talk about but it's, the weaponized it's zoo. It's like those kind of things. Those aren't just like, Hey, we're going to have just this piece in here and he's going to do this part. And you know, we're going to end on two minutes to, just to make it a tight shot. No. I mean that, that set piece went on for like, 12 minutes. Yeah. So you don't ever get overloaded with too much story, too much action, too much action, not enough story, you know, those kind of things. So it's like, did you just get my your chocolate or my peanut butter? Right. You know? <laughs> Plus it's like different type. They do different types of right. action. That, that's yeah. it's that's like, the other thing. It's like they don't rely on, you know, this because there is CG, because there mm-hmm. is a lot of animal, you know, animal fighting and whatnot, but they don't rely on it. 
you know, you've got a lot of the practical, but you do have you do have elements of wire work. You have elements of CG. Mm-hmm. You don't have an over reliance on like what what happened in the early two thousands after the Matrix came out. Yeah, everything seemed to be bullet time because it right. was popular. But you got a lot of like actual like. Martial arts and physicality and fight styles oh, yeah. and, and different oh, yeah. long takes that you can actually see our that, stars that, that's, performing. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Is, is I think the key word that that Dustin would agree with is that it's a wide screen. Absolutely, it's yeah. not it's not jumping into close ups whenever anybody's doing the the fights. They're making sure that you can see what's going on, and that's why they have to use wire work for for some of the stuff to enhance it. But otherwise, you're you're seeing how this this fight's coming. Like, if it's getting into a close-up shot, it's because the camera came going across and then mm. followed the, the yeah. fist once it's connecting with the person. But it, it, it's all artistically done so that you can see the the fight moves, so that you can feel the impact of, of, of any of the of the hitting or throwing or shooting or dodging <laughs> or, or, or motorcycles. Or, or, shooting. Yeah. or gorging or mauling like and mauling maiming. Yes. Or ma- yeah. well, let me pose this to you guys because, Genius, you know how I feel about shaky cam. I think mm-hmm. shaky cam covers up a lot of inefficiencies me in too. photography and, and those kind of things. And I'm not trying to get all super-duper cinemaphile. Right, but, but, but we agree, it does. Sir. It uh-huh. does. Shaky cam covers up a lot of inefficiencies in camera work. Mm-hmm. I don't remember any shaky cam in this. I mean, I remember no. a lot of wide shots, but all of the fight sequences, everything was, like Smooth. like you said, it was a, a wide shot, maybe a couple close-ups or whatnot, but you saw everything happening. Yeah. Well, it's, it's it's lots of, of dolly and steady cam work. Yeah. Well, and that being said, you see everything happening. One thing I absolutely fucking adore is chaos. In all the movies that I like, mm. like, give me more chaos, give me carnage. And these fight scenes, it's sometimes... It's one versus 500, and you see all the 500, like at the opening scene, the siege of the police station. Or it's the animal attack scene where it's just madness and everything is going on. You see all the madness and chaos going on in the background. Uh, All the different action scenes and it's evolving crowds, people animals Mm -hmm. there is just a lot going on (laughs) right and a lot of symbolism and everything one arrows right normally (laughs) people don't in normal action movies people walk away from the explosions looking cool people don't use it to enhance like their powers you know and like use it as set pieces and fireworks and explodey water fountains and shit everything is full like very I don't want to say Panos Cosmatos, but you know how he's very (laughs) full? It's more a cross between an action version of that, World War Z type full, and just uh, John Wickian. It's hard to explain the different chaos that is in every shot, but it's... Beautiful chaos. It's van worthy chaos. Yeah, I, I think scenes. I think I think if if Dustin and I were to choose like a period, it would be like late nineties, early aughts, golden harvest. Oh hell yeah! Oh hell yeah! yeah. Like, yeah. like like when when you were jumping into stuff mm-hmm. like like Fist of Legend, yep. where they were moving away from like we have people who are talented, so we want to show how talented they are. That that's the focus. It's it's not. Like the chaos is there, but our focus is these are the people that are fighting. We're going to showcase them. Mm-hmm. And then everything that yeah. goes on is an extension of that. Well, one thing I really wanted to touch upon is 
to number one get into the movie, but uh, the relationship we we talk often on the show about how you can form relationships with movies, and I dare say you know I know you have one with Predator, mm-hmm. uh, very well known. But I found I have developed a relationship with this movie, <laughs> and it does stem from that first initial viewing, Adrian. And it is one of those movies, and it's one of those feelings that I'm have been cha- I'm chasing the dragon of that first time <laughs> viewing because I remember like with Scream, mm-hmm. yeah. I often mention I am so searching for the feeling again of being that scared in the theater. Uh, the Blair Witch Project <laughs> yeah. was really really close to that. But those specific feelings that I'm going to compare other viewings and experiences to, mm. it was one of those because it was partially <laughs> the peripheral viewing with this man, with every like scene that was getting ready to come up to, he would start getting, he was doing a happy dance. And we were there in theater one, in the front row on the couches. Yep. And there were multiple times through that first viewing where I'm like thinking to myself, I'm watching something <laughs> so unique and cool in such a creative way that it felt like when I was watching The Raid for the first time. But yeah. also so as violent as The Raid. Brutally as violent. Extremely violent. To innocents and good ones alike. Nobody is safe <laughs> oh. from the violence and maiming. But let me ask you guys this, and especially you as the act again, as the action guy, in this as violent, as gory as action, as very raid like is mm-hmm. Would you expect such a heartfelt tale of bromance and a full-on dance, multiple dance musical numbers? And like, because normally if you say, man, how violent, if you throw like a dance number in the middle of the Raid 2, you know, it's almost like... Kind of what that opening mud sequence was, Rama, those are not spear fingers. These These are are spear spear fingers. fingers. And they're just knives. And these are gold. Uh, I said, Burr, it's getting violent in here. There must be some stabbing in the atmosphere. No, I would say, and this is, I guess, my only beef with American cinema, is American cinema is more the explosions, the the the, the violence, just for violence's mm-hmm. sake. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you watch a lot of the films from Indonesia, you watch a lot of the films from overseas, yeah. they focus more on the art form of violence. Yeah. It's not just... Let's blow this guy up for the hell of it. The 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 foreign films I've seen are a hell of a lot more creative in the way they they actually portray the violence. Form versus function. Yes. Well, it, and the function's still there, right? But the form is ratcheted up. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. D- depending upon the country, like my my easy answer is yes, and, and that's because I <laughs> I yes. I, I, <laughs> is, is John Lovitzen or <laughs> the conversation violence yes. and acting acting action. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Violence is the form. Yeah, that's the that's ticket. The ticket. <laughs> um, but I was going to say yes because that—that's part of what I, I know. There's always the meme of like people pointing, going, "That's cinema." But when it comes to, you know, Indian cinema, regardless of of what version, if you're talking about Hollywood, if you're talking about Bollywood, what whatever types you're talking about, that's what it is. It's it's the belief that we used to have a long time ago where the money that you're putting forward should be equal to what it is that you're seeing up on the screen. And that the thought is people are paying money for this. You you better give them, you know, what their bottom dollar is worth. You you better put on a show. And it doesn't matter if it's a film that's just comedy. It doesn't matter if it's a film that's just action. It doesn't matter if it's a thriller. Then they put all these elements into it. You know, and there's so many I mean 
it's amazing that that day and age that we're in now because you can go on to Netflix and if you like something like this and you're like, oh, what other Indian movies are there? And you can just scroll through some of them and you're like, wait, 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 wait. There's one that's about a group of thieves who join a giant dance competition that takes place on on New Year's. Yeah, I don't just seeing the outfits that they're in. And by that description, yes, please, I would I would like to check that movie. Put that on the list. Um, uh, another one that's on uh, Prime and a couple other places. I can't spell it. I apologize. It's not as easy as R R R. No, it's uh, it's it's called Alavandan, and there's D's in certain places and H's certain places, and I can't remember how many L's are in there. But like that movie is a about two twin brothers. One of them is uh, overweight, bald, and a serial killer who ends up getting uh, out of, of prison. And the other brother is a super cop, like the greatest top of his thing. And it's about, you know, the the one good brother going up against huh. the bad brother. And so it's got really crazy set pieces. It's got people who are acting over the top. But then it also has a part where the psychotic killer brother takes, I can't remember if it's PCP or LSD, and ends up, and a musical number that's basically playing upon the MC Scat Cat opposites a track because he looks at a poster and there's a musical number that's that's part cartoon in it. Um, there's a giant song and dance number in it. There is another movie that's on Amazon Prime that's amazing that's called Basha, which is about a guy who's a little tuk-tuk driver and wants to protect everybody in his town but isn't supposed to fight because he's harboring a dark secret in his past. That's got crazy musical numbers, but then it's also got scenes where the main quote-unquote bad guy in the movie, every time he comes into a scene, they play the sting from Terminator 2 of dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. Dun 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 dun, but you're watching it. And these Is movies it like, are yes, madam, with the Halloween, the Halloween theme, theme. basically. But <laughs> but it's the, these are movies you know that are two and a half, three hours long. But it doesn't feel like no. it because there's so much happening and there's drama, there's action, there's there's thriller, and it's because, like I said, all they want to do is put on mm-hmm. the best, you know product yeah out there so so they're taking these crazy words they don't always work there's there's plenty that i've seen that i'm like i i enjoy this because none of it makes any sense that there there's a there's a movie i won't mention the name in case anybody watches it sometimes hey. it's like what we're but a podcast of positivity <laughs> remember, oh, yeah. unless i'm going well, on no, but there's there's there, there, there's there's literally a movie where where you're like oh this guy's a good guy and like halfway through he's like no i'm a bad guy and you're like Wait, what? That doesn't make any sense whatsoever. What are you talking? But it's still entertaining because they're literally throwing like every single thing that they can at it. And like, but you have magical ones that are like RRR where, where all these things in the melting pot just work. And then you're like, that's, that's perfection. They put the concoction together and, and they, they, they made the original um, formula for Coke. Well, what was nice though was when you introduced it that first time, he talked about the various like, Nerd, if we were to nerd knowledge this movie. Oh, my movie. God. We were talked about this during the movie. Yeah. There's so many. Because normally it's one, two, three, eight, three the, the comedy of three. But this one, where there's so many things, it's like, this is the one where you have exponents, and this is the one where you have division, and this is the one where you have decimals. Remember, Pedmus. Right. Please exactly. Excuse my dear Aunt Sally. You <laughs> that, this, is where you have to, like, this is where you have to fucking divide decimals. I fucking hated dividing decimals. <laughs> and I was like, fuck! 
and we always have to show the worker, especially decimals with like the when it has letters and missing yeah. exponents. But and the, shit. we make math learning fun. We do make yeah. learning fun, because, but it's gonna take a while for this. <laughs> well, and I remember specifically, you were like, uh, "Think Infernal Affairs." Yes. Plus the Passion of the Christ. Yes. Uh, let's see here. I know you threw in. Uh, there was um, that would have been. My God, I can't uh, like the raid. Yes, uh, all oh, these then various. You have to add in plus uh, uh, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Yes, and you'd have I mentioned that. I told him that, that the movie had the best and worst version of Master Blaster you will right? ever see. And it's so wild. But I hope that this is like a. I good think I also gateway. mentioned, um, uh, unfortunately, Mark Wahlberg's shooter. That's fair. Uh, that's fair. But I hope I'm a shooter, bro. <laughs> Say hello to your mother. Pow! Right? <laughs> no, I hope like fucking uh, this is a good gateway to the world of Indian cinema because yeah. like there's a you say there, there's a lot of different flavors, but they all have the same base flavors, you know. So uh, like you know, like you said, you kind of. But I hope it the as you see the cream rises to the top. Yes. Ooh, yeah. Oh, but 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 also at the same time, and this is this is an entire rabbit hole that I'm mentioning this because I know that. Everyone in this room will go down this rabbit hole. And if I mention this, whoever listens to it will go down this rabbit hole, too. What you want to do uh. is just simply put into Google and, and put in Indian remakes of American films. Oh, yeah. Because, mm, yeah. be, because there, there are some of the weirdest ones. There is one. It is probably my favorite trailer from last year. Because you're watching it and you're like, oh, my God. They actually did this. And they just... Not a joke, not metaphorically, literally put an Indian flavor to it is that there is, I don't remember what region, but there is an Indian remake of Forrest Gump. But okay. inst- instead of mentioning chocolates, he mentions curry. But but through the Delicious. entire thing, they still have the ping pong. They still have the running. They still have the guy talking in a, in a Forrest he's Gump. T- he's thing. Indian Elvis. There are, oh, no, no, wait. There are Amazing two Richard Nixon. There are two <laughs> genius. There are two I am Sam remakes in uh, in, in Indian cinema. Two because the second one is a musical. That's fair. That's fair. Exploring all, right. all but that's the what I'm genres. saying. Is that, but yeah, if you go down the rabbit hole and you see <laughs> like how many hole. like I was mentioning a movie to you guys that has a, a scene. It's called Saho. Um, which is an insane movie we won't won't really talk about. But there is a sequence in the movie where Mr. and Mrs. Smith is going on in the background, and they are recreating the scene while fighting people, but there's actually an Indian Mr. and Mrs. Smith remake. Like, seriously, go down the rabbit hole and and just put, yeah. But it's, 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 it's insane, like, the world of, like, I think it's one of those untapped things that just within the last like decade that you started having both streaming services and movie theaters say, hey, we've been dealing with you know Hong Kong and Chinese cinema for so long because we know that there's a market there, but there's also a giant market for all these Indian films. And so I think, like you mentioned, RRR is a big gateway that I think is going to have people go down and be like, why haven't we been watching these movies before? Because we don't have like three hours to kill all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I think a little bit of it in Kansas City, at least, is that the demographic dictates a lot of what films get brought yeah, here. Yeah. 
because we, I mean, dude, the one thing I love about Kansas City is that wherever you go, you can find a different cultural flavor in the city. Yeah. Whether it be food, entertainment, or whatnot. I remember watching Ongbok. Right. When it came to the the AMC out in Olathe. You know what I mean? The good thing about like film fans and action films especially, and genre films especially, is... When it's good, no matter if you don't understand the language or all, right. it's the international language, and that's the great thing about genre. When something is scary, it doesn't it's matter. Scary. Yeah, it's it doesn't scary. matter. When somebody's getting their ass beat, somebody's getting their ass beat. It doesn't matter. Yeah, and fists and feet know no language. Right? You don't need to follow along that, you know, I don't like reading in my movies. You don't need that much reading. I mean, there's a lot of shit going on now in this movie, but all you need, if you just want to watch the set pieces, this can be one of those movies where uh <laughs> I, I I just I, I just broke genius's mind with a picture from the Mr. and Mrs. Smith Indian remake that literally looks that like looks, they found they they look <laughs> they, like yeah. they, they went to find Are the... you sure this is not Turkish because <laughs> 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 hey, it, it lost Arcus playing it literally no. looks like they went and said we need to cast the the Indian Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt and found the closest approximation but that's the cool thing about movies like this like yeah. you can and again God bless the internet for, with subtitles and 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 if you don't <laughs> like I don't like to read. Cool. We can have it with uh, English dub. Oh, well, I don't like that. Cool. You can even have it. This is a party movie, too. If you have it in the background and just even with the sound off while you're fucking just doing chores around the house, any time you look at the screen, something insane is going to be on there. Okay. Like action wise. Let's Let's talk about it. Let's get into it. Let's talk about (laughs) Quickly, quickly. Let's talk. No, fuck it. Let's talk the fire. Because we talked the story. The money. And the mm. brutality. Whap. To see her get fucking wailed on, it's like, it's shocking. And you, I mean, you I don't. Mean, thankfully, it was kind of a like a dead branch, right? I mean, because well, if it was a live branch, that's ugh. that's one thing about this movie. You see every hit connect. Oh yeah. You see, and yeah. and with the good guys, the bad guys. When somebody's getting hit, when somebody's falling down a cliff, when somebody's getting pelted with rocks, when somebody's getting whipped, you see. Everything. Well, there there is a portion, and I, I, I hate to skip ahead, but I do skip have to. Ahead. I got to remember. We're all over. Yeah, three over. hours. No, I have to remember to to actually you know enunciate this or put it out in the ether. Yeah. I looked at Adrian at one point, and I said that takes a lot of talent. And he asked me what it was. The flippity kicks. No, it wasn't even the flippity kicks because I've seen that in tons of martial arts films. Oh yeah. But there's a part in the end where um the. Uh, Raja Raja is running away with the little girl Yes Right And the the soldiers are chasing after Mm. And Rom grabs a hold of the guy's ankle That wasn't wire work Because as you see him grab a hold of his ankle He gets pulled another foot and a half So that's not green screen That actually like Dude you can separate somebody's shoulder Or fuck somebody up really good in In like As somebody's running full speed To grab a hold of them like that Yeah And to watch that happen I'm just like Okay I mean, because it could have been one of those things where, you know, you just trip him up. But no, he actually holds on and he gets drugged. It's and it's like they, they, the little attention to detail on stuff like that. Or like when they're doing the Master Blaster fight sequences. <laughs> like the little goofy stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It really makes me appreciate the, the set pieces even more. There's a lot of attention to detail. Yeah. I don't think there's anything wasted in mm-hmm. any of oh, the shots. Oh, hell no. no. And as Genius has said... So many of the shots you see are side of the van worthy, 
And the scene in the fire, and it was that scene. Again, I'll go back to that screening. Oh, yeah. Where I'm watching everything that's happening from the reveal of Raja for the first time with the fire to his leap over the, the, the <laughs> fence. But it's the way the music cuts <laughs> and cuts out. <laughs> and then you see him go through the crowd. And it's so many people. So much chaos, and, the, and, and it's the, all moving with him. Yes, right? and like the a camera, wave. And when he's surrounded, the cameraman's right in there. It's in claustrophobic. Mouth. You yeah. feel very descent-like. And meanwhile, it's just hands, hands free, just kicking everybody. <laughs> yeah. Harry choreographed exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, I want you to kick him. Kick him in the nuts. What? And Pinch his earlobe. <clears throat> and that's what he does. It's, just to get the, just a sliver, whatever. Yeah. Even if all he can move is one pinky, that pinky's gonna fucking fight as much as it can. Like it's god and damn. I am not a big person to watch reaction videos, <laughs> but I will seek out RRR reaction videos. And every single reaction video, when they see the shot, they assume he's gonna just make everyone just fly mm-hmm. off them. But it's the little things, mm-hmm. the claustrophobic feel. And again, when that scene hit, I'm watching it in my head, going, "Holy shit." <laughs> this is inventive. Yeah. This is creative. And I think I'm watching something like so creative for the first time. And I'm, this is the first ten minutes. Yes. In a three hour yes. movie. Are you kidding me? And there's more and there's more wild shit to come. But the tow trauma that he inflicts upon <laughs> oh, yeah. all those people. There's, there's gonna be a lot of people with hangnails after oh this my movie. God. There's a lot of people who are gonna stop wearing open toned shoes to <laughs> demonstrations. <laughs> it's like eco Mr. Word steel toe. <laughs> it's like eco with elbows and knees. Yes. This is Rama with toes and ankles. Hey, and hey you guys want to go inside a rebellion? Hold on, let me change my shoes. <laughs> yeah. Put well, on some jack boots is the only way you can fucking <laughs> well, handle it, be- it. Well, there's that moment when he's actually choking the guy and he's dragging the other one. Well, along with him, mm-hmm. the moment when you see that top-down shot of the crowd, and it's almost like a "Where's Raja?" moment, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that one guy pops up and punches him, so you can see him, but you can see him influence the crowd, yeah, like his will and determination. And when he's using those uh, protesters as a meat shield for my. him to roll down the mountain, yeah, and the, the guy just goes, "My fuck, God, my God!" Yeah, he's the audience surrogate because I, that. Again, that first time viewing, he's like, he's going to 300 these guys. It's going to be... And I started probably cackling at that point. I can't oh, yeah. imagine. And that's when I knew I was going to have a good relationship with this movie from that yes. point on. And it keeps escalating. Like, from... And I will just say this. Raju is distractingly handsome. <laughs> with, with the mustache. With his Phineas Rob. beard. With his killer Cadogan outfit going on, or even the small beard, or the long beard, the long beard. With, or his Jesus matter. locks, yeah. just just like John Hamm and uh, Baby Driver, like it's <laughs> ridiculous. I just want to throw that out there. But then from fire to water, mm-hmm. we get Beam's introduction, and this is where we get the hunter fighting a goddamn first a wolf, then a tiger, <laughs> then a tiger. Which and the CG in this. Let me ask you all this: Did it take any of you out of it? For me, I. I was, it's always just it's fun. Does did, did, did the warning help? Is is oh, what I'll say. Good, yeah, because I I know that because I mentioned that when I was hosting it, you know, to the audience, I was like, there's there's going to be a thing because it's one of those that they respect, you know, animals. all all animals. So they're going to have a thing that mentions that hey, there is CGI for this 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 and this. And I think that if you're if you are like you're mentioning the normies or somebody who's just walking into it, that knowing ahead of time helps cushion the blow <laughs> for some moments where, for some people, it might look a little bit off. Sure, yeah. You know, honestly, I, I, for me at least, it didn't take me out, but it didn't pull me into the film. 
because it's part of almost the cartoonish aspect right, of the film. Exactly. You know, yeah. the, it's over the, the, the top. The, the, the tigers and the antelope and everything else oh are, are so almost perfect. Yeah. But they're still a little caricaturized they're with, just of themselves. Little, yeah. Exactly. I they're, they're, very, the, they're very much like, not. I'm, I wouldn't say like Disney-esque, like Lion no. King, but you can definitely tell they're not they're not 100%. They didn't go, we need absolutely lifelike. We need to see hair on the back of the tiger. They're just uncanny valley right, enough right. to be like, okay, these are fake animals, but for what they're doing, it's well done. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's a, it's, it's enough a, to, to trigger your brain to know that they're not real. But it's good enough to be like, oh shit, this action, especially when we get into the weaponized zoo aspect. Because all the animals are fake, you can tell that they're fake, but they're still doing cool enough shit in a believable way where yeah. you're like, I'll allow yeah, it. Did that dude <laughs> awesome. just get gored by an antler? Right? Yep. The most violent attack is the one by the stag. You know, okay, you see the, you see, you expect like Carol Baskin to get ripped up by the tigers. You see the wolves expected, the lions, the leopard, illegal leopards. Oh, yeah, we're straight from the jugular. Yeah. Right? You expect that. You don't expect because even when I first saw, I'm like, "What the fuck is that gonna like that deer gonna do?" Oh dear, right? But then <laughs> when he does get stabbed, oh, yeah, and then Ro- ripped, oh, Robert the up. Dick, fucking that that's fucking that eco. That's what that deer is. He's fucking <laughs> eco's deer is what's going on. So he fucking just whip shred, and then yeah, good thing. Eat the evil. Is so over the top, yes. and the yes. good has to do so much. This is we're talking about singing and dancing. Yet there's Herculean strength yes. in yeah. this Multiple. movie. Multiple. Multiple again. You have stunningly handsome, like super sharpshooter, and then Beam. He's like the Scott Atkins, Samo Hung Hercules combo because he can pick up entire entire fucking <laughs> motorcycles, motorcycles yep. and spin them around like, like he's a goddamn Harlem Globetrotter and throw them down at people and not break a sweat. He's over there literally. Walking on water a few times. Well, we saw him at the beginning of the film, like literally pull his Hercules moment where he's holding the two ropes that are yep. you know, keeping the tiger, mm-hmm. you know, from biting his face he's, off. He's he's so strong that he snaps one of the ropes. Yeah, exactly. I mean, because you know this dude is this dude is swole. Right. He suffers yeah. from scoliosis. Yeah, that, that, that's that's yeah, the whole does. reason later on when they're playing uh, when they're playing tug of war with kids that that Rob's like, okay, you're clearly more stronger. I'm just gonna let go. <laughs> the friendship montage. Let me tell you, because see, we're oh in the God. middle. We're in the middle of action, Matt Caffery, <laughs> violence, and then. Let me tell you then something you about my best friend, right? And, and he's like helping him out wingman style. And yep. like by this time, normally if it was done in the 80s, this would be the cheesy part. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? This would be the part like it's cute, it's fun, but like it's not charming. It's 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 silly, right? Okay, it's filler. But this one very moving the plot forward, but yep. also very charming and very funny and very like heartfelt, even though this super cop is going around stealing nails and throwing traps <laughs> in the middle to like to woo women for his buddy though. Elaborate yeah. meet cute plot. Yeah, exactly. Shenanigans. And but that's how it's played though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's that's the whole very point of it. sweet and heartfelt. And that's what's funny is there's so much and brutal violence, yeah. But those moments really play yeah. heartfelt, and, that, mm-hmm. and that's why it works both times when yes. they when they call back, having Jenny and Beam at different points say, "I I don't understand what you're saying. I really wish I knew what you were saying." It's legit funny. In fact, the meet cute between Raja and Beam, 
Yeah. The whole nonverbal thing. Mm-hmm. The introduction of the music and the score in this movie, which is also next level. Yeah. Because Raj's uh, theme is like Godzilla. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's unreal. Dun, 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 right? It's a character in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Yep. But that. That whole thing, the do your thing with the the hand motions, yep. the mm-hmm. meeting. Dosty. That's the name of the song. It's Dosty. It's so good. It's on constant repeats on my Spotify. Yeah. And, and of course, the 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 music uh, won best song at the Academy Award for Not to Not to, but the entire soundtrack is is is, is, is a is banger. How the kids would call it a banger. Yes, it's it's a banger. <laughs> but it also contains one of my favorite scenes as they drop into the sea. And Raju with still the suspenders mm-hmm. and the Killer beard. Killer Kadugan is like... <laughs> dude, but the it, slow-mo running through... If with I the, could pull off that look, I totally the would. Killer Kadugan? No, like the old-school suspenders with uh-huh. the button-down shirt. You totally and, fucking and could, the, the dude. And the pleated trousers. I, dude, I would totally rock that. You totally could. Not yeah. like that guy. I'm going to pull off the Buck Flowers. <laughs> you yeah. dress in a burlap sack. Going, and, then the, and then the other fun thing that makes the movie, you know, a, a, a family... Uh, thing is that the guy who did the music is the he's the the cousin of the director. That's cool. So it it keeps it keeps well, it all in the family. I would like to give a shout out to the stunt coordinator, uh, King Solomon. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yes. Which I have to assume somehow he's tangentially related to Craig R. Baxley somehow. <laughs> based George on... Miller's got him on speed dial because <laughs> people are flying out of stories, three yeah. story buildings, shit's getting on fire. Mm-hmm. There's people exploding. There's <laughs> like. People getting beat up, abused. The train yeah. sequence itself is a combination of like there's a pra- there's practicals, there's uh, there's uh, actual like model work involved. There uh-huh. is CG. They've found a g- an amazing way to balance all of those elements, and I think to bring the spectacle. Yes, and that's what it is, and it's just pure, yeah. beautiful spectacle to the point where your montage. The lyrics are telling you, yeah, yeah. It's, the it's whole our, the whole time you have the Greek chorus, the whole telling you like this thing's gonna end in tragedy. They're friends now, but just wait and see, you know. And you're just like, oh man, you know it's bad. <laughs> what happens when fire meets water? You'll see, it's not like no other, right? And you're like, oh man, I can't wait to see what's going on. And then the, here comes the dance number right after. Multiple yeah. scenes yeah. of violence. Yeah. Then and the let me tell you then when right. Then we get the dance number. The dance number is fucking rad. And yeah. again, it's almost a mini movie because they're they're you're putting the old stuffy money in their place. Yes. Yes. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And you're like, you can't help it's, but root for the the, the quote unquote slobs versus snobs. You're like, yeah, yeah. Oh, and, you know? and old stuffy money. Right. Ray yep. Stevenson. Right? Yeah, come can't on, get man. more old stuffy money than Ray Stevenson. Okay, so Ray Stevenson and Allison Duty in this movie. Fucking man. colonizers. <laughs> they make you hate them. Hate oh. Down to their down to their filthy, Awful. filthy cores. Awful. And they They're had to terrible. have some a good time oh, yeah. playing these roles. That Robert, the guy that plays Robert. Robert the Dick. Robert oh. the Dick. Robert <laughs> the My Dick. God. But Allison Duty, though, and again, stop, stop giggling. Duty, duty. A lot boot. of people. She, she has a habit of hanging out with some bad people. Oh yeah, really? Because Why would you say that? It's so funny because that was the one thing again in the intro. It's like <laughs> y'all might recognize her as Elsa from Indiana oh, yeah, Jones and the Last Crusade. Yeah. Yeah. It's like. Oh, 
Holy shit. She but, makes bad choices. Exactly. <laughs> she's a bad girl. Dude, w- Walter Donovan turned her for for the bad. Well, you know she's way a, back when. You know she's a bad girl when she's got a fucking thorned barbed whip. Yeah, she's at got the a cat of nine tails with fucking right thorns in it. With her. Yeah, uh, yeah, her. exactly. She just brings it out of her dominatrix bag. Right. Hey, hey, in, in the words of Indiana Jones, ah, uh, Venice. <laughs> <laughs> but I think what I really love with Natu Natu is it's very much a middle finger to yeah. them yeah. because the fact that the the asshole dancer talking shit what do you know about oh Arch man how, how how suave is is Rob when he just slides oh. over and puts the the elbow Shook my on Bima's on Bima's shoulder dude. he's like hey friend and both of them can play Wolverine we're like oh man he can play Wolverine Fuck yes dude. and then the other one is like no he can play Wolverine too like fucking either one and then, can and play then Beam Wolverine. brings out the the little stakes to to stab him yeah. so that was his audition tape. Oh, goddamn, it's glorious. But yeah, no, the sequence itself, and I remember after watching it, mm. I was talking about this film to anyone that would listen to I me. I mean, they're at, oh, yeah. you know what? We talk about the fight chore- choreography, Ooh. but as as like, I don't want to say as a former dancer, but I mean, I've done <laughs> dance before, right? Dance choreography. The dance choreography was stunning. The fact that they were both in, so in sync and synchronized, and yeah. then yet to do such complex dance moves yep. with a large ensemble that they did of dancers and everybody keeping in pace, even to the point where they're like, have the then... Again, this is a whole mini movie because they're over there, stuffy stops, and then the, how do they solve everything with a goddamn dance competition, right? Yeah. So you get a whole movie in this like thirty minute scene, and so it's just like, this is fantastic. You talk about getting bang for your buck oh because God. I'm all yeah. about value, and so like, <laughs> to see this that little mini movie and the dance was wonderful. And I mean, so well choreographed, and the music was so. Uplifting and, and fun. adds and enhances to their relationship yep. and yep. their conflict. Because yeah. that's his boy saying, "Like we're going to help you out." The fact that he throws the dance yes. fight yes. to <laughs> help him impress the girl, yep. and then everything again, nothing is wasted. No. One things that you think are going to be fun, that funny scenes, because right after the dance, like, "Oh man, you got to carry me." Oh, okay, and they're over there doing master blaster stuff. In normal movies, like, oh, that's shenanigans. But in this movie, you don't realize it because you're thinking shenanigans. No, remember this. This is going to be important later. Yep. Yeah. And then, oh, remember that? This is going to be important later. Yeah. Everything came in that, in that In that montage when yeah. they're doing the squats and then when yes. he's doing the pull-ups on the yep. tree. But and it's then, it, but then the thing that I, uh, I, I remember you mentioning when we rewatched it this time is you were mentioning the melodrama. And you <laughs> comparing it to oh, it's my story. It is my story, but but at the same time, it's not melodramatic that it takes you out no. of it. That it adds to it because you spent so much time with these characters that you wrapped up when when one of them's like, oh my god, this is the guy that I've been looking for, but he's my best friend. Or mm-hmm. oh no, I sold this guy out, but he was trying to help all these people. Oh no, he came back. He got bit by a snake. He woke up from his coma. Oh, what's happening? Now he's turning me on. Turning me on. Turning me into the well, cops. I mean, if they're throwing I mean, each other in the bed, they go for it. So. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. but it's like, oh no, it's a lot of like melodramatic shit. But it's yeah. and and it is over the top. It's great, but it's that acceptable over the top again. It's not. It's not Kung Fury. It's yeah, Turbo, Turbo Kid. Man. Levels of camp. It's okay. I'm turning my hat backwards because it's over the top. It's like a switch. Right? And you know what? We're talking about all this 
We're not even in intermission. This is half the <laughs> fucking movie. We gotta we gotta barrel through it so that this episode's not as long as the movie. Yeah, I, I'm 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 actually switching over to finally my second page. Of oh, to the intermission, but it's it's what comes after the intermission. I think is what most people forget about because yes. the first ninety minutes of this movie are so insane. It's probably one of the best ninety minute movie you'd see up to that point. Because right, yep. it's right after the intermission is the you're right, like will our heroes survive? Because it leaves on the cliffhanger. <laughs> Everybody's betraying yes. everybody. Fucking animals are still attacking things. <laughs> Fucking Elsa's got that little girl after she's over there. Paint after one prison life is treating her good because she and then after she's over there painting the uh, Elmo uh, the the follow that bird blue bird of happiness singing songs singing fucking sad songs I miss my home and family these white people don't understand what the fuck I'm talking about they fucking suck I want to go home you all fucking suck I hate your guts right I'm painting this shit she's over there oh what is it she's like. Oh, the words, what do they mean? It, you know, it means you're a beautiful lady secretly. Like, fuck off. She should have put a gigantic like, henna penis on her hand. Right? That's what it is. Oh, it's a, it's it's supposed to be the bluebird of happiness, but it's the balls of sadness is what it is. It's the, it's the bluebird of happiness. Right? <laughs> that, that's a sad handy right there. Fucking <laughs> like that thing. Dickhead and tattoos. Oh, she 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 tells it. She's like, no, it's a peacock. <laughs> wow, well, we we kind of ran out we the rails on that one. Yeah. See, this is why we got to keep on barreling well, forward. No, you know what? You need that kind of <laughs> levity because unfortunately, we finally get Raju's backstory. <laughs> and oh, yeah. oh my goodness! Because you see these flashes and stuff, and you're like, okay, everything is coming back. What the fuck am I watching? This this is whole new. Ladies and gentlemen, a whole nother movie, a whole nother side. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, something you didn't think about that's going to make you fucking feel bad in a little bit. Boom, boom, Here boom, we go. Boom, yeah. Boom, 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 you kick in with that new theme. It's unreal. It's unreal. And on top of that, it still adds to the beauty of the brutality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But through this different perspective now. The whole like, shoot, load, 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 aim. aim. Shoot. Shoot becomes a rallying cry, but also a, just a sad little thing. And the whole bit, and this is one of those things I think for a lot of people that kind of takes away from it. Yeah. But to me, it just enhances. Oh, so much and so. Good kid acting going on in here. And also, yeah. this is the payoff to the little moment when during the friendship montage, when Beam's eating with both hands, and Raja's got that moment of like, What's happening? And just like, oh my gosh! Find out he's just his little brother had the same thing. Yeah, and th- and that's that's why he he oh. spiritually feels that that he he is his brother in a way. Yeah, it just adds so much to it. But then we get the passion of the bean, <laughs> and this is that moment that the 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 the, t- the, the whip comes out, the can yep. of nine tails, the thorn whip. It's the brutality kicks in hardcore and singing at oh. A grand song. Another rally cry. Yes. Yeah. It's that also kind of changes Raja's perspective with Beam's song. Yeah. And instead of he weaponized the people mm-hmm. with nothing, with no guns. He's trying to get guns and this guy's just able to 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 use his suffering and his sacrifice to to empower everybody and all of a sudden start a riot. Yeah. And violent we get one. more violence, more violence and crazy more over the violence. top. Oh, man, there's a, there's a, the the shot that always gets me is that guy who just goes in and bites the dude's neck in the middle of it. You're like, oh my god, goes full gauge on him. It's in the, it's the bending bending the bodies over backwards on the barbed wire. Yeah, being crushed under said barbed wire. 
it works. It works, and it's all of Beam's song. It's Beam's suffering. Yeah. Then there's technically the breaking out of Beam, <laughs> and that leads to another whole sequence breaking of breaking Beam. It, it <laughs> is. It totally is. Oh man. But He's this... the extreme danger. <laughs> but and, no, uh, it... and Ray Stevenson kicks in his his latent Punisher powers to fly through the air and and grab the rifle. That was fucking kind of badass, though. It's but it, it, it makes was, sense. Yeah. It makes sense <laughs> if everybody else is flying around doing badass shit. Why not the villain? And you know what? Something that she did said. I have seen a little bit of anime. I'm not the big. I'm not steeped in it. But yeah. No, this felt like. Something live action because it was over the top, yeah. extremely violent. It's like we were like a live action kind of Ninja Scroll shit, you know? Yeah. I mean, just way violent, way <laughs> over the top, but yet heartfelt and emotional. Yeah. And you yeah. saw everything, even though she, you know, everybody's doing flips and kicks, Herculean strength. Ray Stevenson is jumping in the air, loading his gun, firing, and then one shot made the car flip. I heard you go, oh, damn, when they get thrown violently out of it. <laughs> it felt fun. Everything about this movie, as violent as it got, as emotional as it got. Except for, except for the stuntmen. In, yeah. Oh. Fucking not, not only did it hurt them physically, but it probably hurt their feelings, how many, too. How many, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, how many children are violently thrown out of the way in this film? Either by all the hair. Them. All of them. Just, they're constantly thrown through the Every air. Every time you see a kid on the screen and picks these they're going to get picked up and thrown around like a goddamn rag It's got a Stephen King adjacent. But it's usually for their own good. That's it. I mean, you know, it's usually the lesser of evils. Like, would you rather <laughs> burn to death or yes. would you rather get, get thrown, thrown like on a the lawn beach, dart? Yeah. Right? I was expecting when he felt like his ankle bone to just go through the leg or something. Oh. But we're like, would you rather get thrown through the door or get shot by fucking... Uh, Robert the Dick, you know? When that tree impales him every single time, when he falls back and you hear the... You're just like, oh, you you can feel it. Mm -hmm. And the fact that they switch at the last second, because you see it from the tree stump's point of view, until the last second when he hits it and... It just it hurts so much, but it ups his killing creativity. Yes, then he proceeds to take out so many people with his legs, his feet. Again, he's all about like lower body trauma, and it works really well. well. And they all have their own distinct styles. Like, yes, well, both of them have, but they have multiple styles because he's got like again. Uh, Beam's got that Herculean strength and the Atkins flippity kicks, right? While Rama's got the full on like. Power. Well, no, he's got he's got they, sharp. He's got he's got flippities too. He's got flippities too. He's got the Van Dam flippities, you know, where he can do things and riding horses and <laughs> shit, you know. <laughs> like I wish they would let me able to do riding horses. He's got a sidecar. Yeah, fucking get used to the go on solid you, adventures. Mm-hmm. You you thought that that the most uh, homoerotic uh, race in existence was in. In Rocky Three, when it was just two men in shorts running on a beach, but you haven't seen anything until you've seen period men on a horse and a motorcycle going at it. Well, it's also kind of fucking rad ass to have um, the Master Blaster come into play and them actually working so intense well, yeah. that they uh. can do flippity kicks and shit while somebody's on their shoulders and doing gung fu while they're doing on their shoulders. Yeah, they're they're not they're not just Master Blaster. They're they're also Voltron. <laughs> they're they're putting the blaster in Master Blaster is what they're doing. Plus the next thing all they need is like a big giant trench coat and they can go sneak in our rated <laughs> movies. <You know>? <laughs> One please <laughs> he, he, he's just he, Beam is just walking forward and 
Rom keeps on hitting his head on everything. Boom. <laughs> on like door frames and everything. <laughs> Two large popcorns. What? No one large popcorn. It would work within the. the it's shenanigans. It is because so they have shenanigans. <laughs> Twice the shenanigans. Well, even the moment when he's breaking him out and he has to calm Beam down. He's yeah. like, Beam, Beam. And that look he gives. I. Because he finally, everybody got realizes that they done fucked up because yeah. they both fucked up yep. and they both fucked up for it's their okay. own reasons. It's a, hey, it's, you 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 found where I was in the cell because we started pounding on the ground uh, in rhythm with one another perfect. for not to not to shaving a haircut, not to not to. That's how much the little girl went for. But then when we get oh. after, <laughs> that's, yeah, the that's co- true. I that's mean, true. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But after. The Master Blaster incident, we get Raju basically rising as a god. Oh, yeah. And then the carnage that ensues is both Australian, it's Italian, there's eye stuff. Indonesian. It's it's, it's Lord of the Rings because he becomes Legolas, basically. So, Genius knows my all-time favorite kill in any medium, whether it be television, movies, or whatnot, comes from Into the Badlands, Mm -hmm. where Sonny, in the the opening pilot, first three minutes of the movie, stabs a guy with a spear, moves on the other side of the guy, grabs the spear, and kills the next guy with the same spear. Mm Mm-hmm. This has my second favorite kill out of anything I've ever seen, where he shoots the arrow through the tree, barely misses the guy's eye socket by like an inch. Then all of a sudden, he just kicks it all the way through the tree, right through the guy's ear. I'm just like, holy shit, that's awesome. That is a hell of a payoff. And in the same movement, then, he grabs kicks another kicks arrow. off of the tree. Yeah. Another dude. Yeah. He's grabbing arrows off of dead bodies yeah. and shooting he's, other Hey, man. Yeah, he's talking yeah, about he it. Shoot, you got to loot. You got to loot. You got to loot the bodies. Loot the corpses. Use your ammo. Arrows. And seriously, if you Always can get arrows. your arrows back, get your arrows yeah. back and kill again. Didn't, 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 uh, resources. Didn't, didn't, didn't Last of Us teach anything? Oh, I was going to say, uh, Dead? Laura Croft or or uh, the Far Cry games. Is that oh, what yeah. you do? If you're yeah. shooting the arrow, you Get go up back. to whatever you killed and you back. grab that arrow Get back. back. Fucking Ghost Rodaw that shit. No, but and then again, let me tell you something about my best friend. Everything's like, hey, you know what? We're you feeling good? Can you use your legs? Yeah. You done fucking these people up because we fucked them up. Up oh. there, we put grenades and arrows. Fucking, we're over there, like coming out of the water, like we're Jason Voorhees. <laughs> you, you guys ready to end this shit? I'm gonna ride this way. You're gonna ride that way, Final and you're gonna jump up. You're gonna, yeah, you're gonna jump off right. the, the right, motorcycle cool. onto mine, and I'm gonna shoot it basically, with an arrow. Basically, like they're like, there's the boss level. Let's go. <laughs> and then, right? like you said, you got to the driving portion. and then they've got the Mega Man fucking. Power up fists and shit. But then shit. they've got the the quick time event yep. for to be able to to Duck. shoot the bike right. and then it blows up everything. So That's pretty good. Yeah. And then they finally they f- they fuck that world oh. up. Though my only minor my minor 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 beef <laughs> Elsa got it good. I would have liked to seen Elsa get it good. You know what I'm saying? Because getting wrapped in barbed wire, uh, Argento style. Yeah, getting getting, getting crushed, yeah. getting crushed by barbed wire, right. and then bleeding out onto your husband. As nasty as Ray Stevenson was, I felt like man, that fight could have been a little bit more. He could have got a little bit more comeuppance, and he could have put up a little bit more of a fight. That's fair. You know what I'm saying? Because we already see him do flips and shit to like load. <laughs> I would have liked to see like. Uh, Robin you and, get it just like pop, 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 and then like maybe like finish him, and then maybe I don't know, rip his spine out or something. You, yeah. you wanted, you wanted Scott, a- Scott Atkinson and, and John Wick four. 
Yeah. No, I want I want Scott Atkins in Undisputed. No. I want Scott Atkins in, in Avengement. Avengement? Yep. <laughs> scary, scary, scary as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but that gets even the like the last little bit on the blood of the British Empire. Yes. It's finally the message. Final, yeah. Right. The last middle finger Fucking we get. Colonizers. Colonization oh. sucks. <laughs> it's it's Colonization's real. They need a dick. Every bit of comeuppance that is issued is mm-hmm. earned. Yes. And is beautiful. And then we get a happy ending with everyone. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Raja gets to go back to his people, weaponizing them. Beam learns how to read and write. Yes. Mali is returned home. Yeah. And Her mom is not dead. <laughs> thank God. Oh my God. That I had anxiety was... for three hours. It's almost like <laughs> Billy Madison and the clown. Don't worry, kids, I'm okay. Right? Like... <laughs> 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 What's that coming out of Mali's mom's head? Well, that's just raspberry jam. <laughs> But we get the final dance number. Yes. With a history lesson in it. Right? I do remember also the first time, again, not knowing context of the people we're talking about. Yeah. I'll even give credit to a coworker that also at the same time said, I was having a blast with it. I was in the mood. And I'm like, oh, shit. I hope I'm not singing and praising someone that was like Somebody maybe bad. that was really kind of rough, actually. Right. But I trust <laughs> them on this side, just mm-hmm. in terms of the, the, the shit they had to go through. Yeah, you know, you know what it kind of reminded me of. You ever, you know, I went to that um, Shen Yung, the Chinese ballet. Because I'm thinking like, oh, <laughs> Chinese every year? ballet. Yeah. I'm thinking like I'm thinking Hong Kong opera, right? So I'm thinking everybody's gonna be doing flips and shit. But no, it was ballet. But it's actually uh, not necessarily religious propaganda. But it's definitely like, hey, they at the very end they're like, this is our what we believe in. This is our cause. Join us. We're dancing and dancing and dancing. Kind of like that at the end. I'm like. <laughs> Okay, cool. Hold on, right. hold on. Let me pull up Wikipedia and do see. some uh, research. Let me see who I'm gonna. I, I I enjoyed the dancing. I don't know if I'm gonna sign up for your newsletter <laughs> just yet. But I think that speaks to the power of this film because, regardless of the views, it is a cinematic experience. Mm-hmm. And it's and like something. If you don't know them from Adam, yeah. you can enjoy this movie. And cultural context is yeah. important. And if anything, this begs for you to go out. Guess what? The information is out there. Mm-hmm. And it took over the world, too. Yeah. And it should be noted, you know, the was it Academy Award? Yeah. That it won, which I, I even had a coworker text me, say, <laughs> hey, you see your, your song won? The, and like, there yeah, there were there was millions of people who were who were watching just to see if that won and yeah. and see whatever performance that they ended up having for it. So I Which mean, I that heard was, I'm kind of cool. was yeah yeah I, yeah. I, I, yeah. I didn't. I, watch you it. you could have watched a, a a better version of it on TikTok. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's just say we will wrap this up because it is getting late. We know what happens late <laughs> night here when recording. But don't feed genius after dark. <laughs> uh oh! I just start feeling like the the, the sing song juice is oh, blowing. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I do want to say thank you, man. Yeah. Because I would have probably eventually seen the film. Yeah. But that first time viewing with you, and I'm not <laughs> joking, I will forever chase that dragon for that feeling of elation. Yeah. And seeing something so unique, and just. Embracing that first time experience. So, well, I, I, w- I want to thank that. you back for having me on for this because anybody yeah. who listened to the uh, unfortunately short lived, but we loved uh, doing it um, podcast that that the pitch um, did um, for screen time when we were talking about movies and stuff like that, and everybody was doing suggestions at the end. Anytime that you know when RRR was coming on Netflix, I was 
shouting about it on the podcast when it was coming back out. I I was doing it, and I think there was one time where uh, Brock Wilbur, the editor in chief of the pitch, you know, was like when it came to his suggestion, he's like, I'm I'm just gonna give Adrian this one. I'm gonna agree for for RRR. He hasn't shut up about the movie for a while, so so now I had an excuse to actually talk about the movie. So thank you, thank you for that and humoring me. Of course, and of course, Dustin. Anytime we get involved with action, I appreciate it. You're always I just like there. I just like talking shop with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, and this is a movie that I we love introducing people to. Oh yeah, oh, and yeah. I've seen the movie now at least four times theatrically, and at least double digits through and through. Yeah, it's just one of those that I've fostered a relationship with. So mm-hmm. that being said, this has been fun. This <laughs> is my second month. time seeing it. Yeah, you know, this is my second time seeing RRR, and like. I enjoyed it. I was just like engrossed in the story. You know, just like, <laughs> man, I forgot. I knew it was violent, but I forgot how entertaining and mm. engrossing and engaging. Like, mm. come for the violence and dancing, but stay for actual the gripping story. <laughs> yeah, and like and good performances. Yeah. You know, so like, it, again, it's mind blowing how good movies can be. Yes, and it almost and I guess like maybe like. I'm trying not to set my bars high, but when <laughs> no, it comes to action movies and shit like that, yeah, it's when it, it's going to be hard to top RRR. Yeah. It's like a good glimmer of hope, man. It, yeah, it, it makes me like hope for even better movies. There's than more RRR. good yeah. shit coming yeah. up. Yeah, that yeah. people are coming up with, you know, creative and inventive movies that I don't typically <clears throat> seek out musicals, but the musical number in this had me. Captivated the entire time, <laughs> and again, it also opens up a whole new world of cinema that yes. I've never known was there. That I'm ready to explore. And yeah, the same way I felt with uh, my now expression with Jello and Italian. Yeah, same way with my Indonesian action yeah. and horror. Yeah. You know, yep. same things from Taiwan. You know, just like these movies. Like, oh shit! Okay, cool. <laughs> Another Indian uh, action movie. Yeah, Welcome, sign me up from the director of RRR. Bet. Bet. Uh, you know what? You can probably bet on it showing up sometime mm-hmm. in the month of April. But yes, I think off-brand April needs to be a thing. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. Now, that being <laughs> said, here in the month of May, we have all of our Panic Fest content, which mm-hmm. means Woo! a particular person will be returning. I'm excited. Uh, talking about the movie scene and memories made, mm-hmm. uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So until that time, this is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And we'll see you in your dreams. <laughs>